I want to pick up where we left off last week. We're in a, in a series called The Blessed Life, and we are talking about giving. We're talking about generosity. We serve a generous God, and I believe that we need to be generous people. Amen. There's somebody being generous now. Okay, where's, there's somebody. All right, I'll hold him. You grab him. All right, yeah, we're, going, we're working on the nursery, getting them electric fences installed. Uh, oh, man. One day when he's like a grown man, I'll just be like, thank you, Lord. <laughs> I keep praying that he's just like this, this great missionary or something, and then, then all this craziness is worth it. So anyway, so before we get started on this, I do want to, I want to do something. We've got a lot of people out. Um, as, as you may have heard, there is a bug going around called COVID-19, and there are a lot of people that are out because they are concerned about that. We've had a lot of people in our community affected by that, uh, both, both that they have had it themselves and, and that they know someone or love someone that has had it, okay? And so I want to do something before we go any farther in this message. I want us to just pray right now for our community and for our nation, and for our world. Listen, we serve a God that is a lot bigger than a little bug that came from Wuhan, China. Amen? And so let's do that right now. And if you're in this place and you are a prayer warrior, if you're in this place and you believe in healing, then I want you not to just listen to me pray, but I want you to join in as a Christian that gets to act in authority. I want you to join in with me. Jesus, I just pray right now for every single person that is affected by this disease, God, by this virus, that you just begin to bring healing. God, you begin to bring restoration to their body. God, if they're shut up in a hospital room and they're feeling down. God, they're feeling defeated. Uh, they're feeling very terrible. I just pray right now that you begin to comfort them. God, send the Holy Spirit to those rooms. God, be with the doctors and the nurses. God, the aides, everyone that's working. God, the EMTs, everyone that's there helping to fight this thing. God, I just pray that you empower them, that you protect them. I pray for each family that has lost someone or that has someone dealing with this thing right now. God, I just pray that you just uh, be with them. God, comfort them. Uh, help them to persevere through this situation. Jesus, you are so much bigger than a bug, and I know that through you, we can be healed. God, we can have restoration, and I pray in the name of Jesus, and everybody in this church house can say amen. All right, so before, so let's, let's, let's jump into this. We're continuing a series. Uh, the first week, last week, we talked about um, we talked about the principle of first, and we learned that the firstborn uh, would redeem the rest, okay? So the first uh, would be given, would be brought back to God to redeem the rest. And I don't know about you, but I want to live with redeemed. Uh, I want to have a redeemed life. I want to have redeemed. Everything needs to be covered by Jesus. And so I want to give the first that I have, the first of my increase, so the rest can be redeemed. So my, my title today is Breaking the Spirit of Mammon. And a lot of us have probably never heard that word, mammon. What is that? Sounds a lot like mammoth. You know, they found a mammoth and they, is my collar messed up? You're, you're shaking at me. Um, 
All right, we good? I'll take it off, man. We'll really get going then. Some of y'all will leave. Listen, they got a mammoth. They pulled it out the ice. They got in that thing, got its blood, sucked it out, and they're, they're thinking about cloning. And I think there was a movie about them waking up dead things from, like, the dinosaurs. I don't know. Maybe y'all saw it. Probably not the best idea. But that's not what that word is. That word is mammon. What is this word? Jesus uses it three times. And it's in the Bible four times. Jesus uses it three times. And one time, it's actually uh, a repeat. It's in uh, two different uh, places in the Bible, but it's the same sermon. But if you will, turn to Luke chapter 16 with me. And as you're getting there, I want to uh, reiterate what Pastor Daphne said. We are not going to have Wednesday night services or Sunday nights for uh, the remainder of this month. And we, we were already going to sit, uh, we're, we're already going to cancel two of those services because of Christmas and New Year. So we're just really, we're really losing uh, two nights together. And uh, we wanted to do that because we, we want you to uh, enjoy time with your family. But at the same time, we're trying to uh, make sure that we are responsible, make sure that we're being careful. And so that's, that's why we're doing that. All right. So Luke chapter 16, uh, verse nine says, and I say unto you, make yourselves friends of the mammon of unrighteousness that when you fail, they, not it, they may receive you into everlasting dwellings. I have three points for you today. We're going to kind of break some of this scripture down. If, if, the first is mammon is a spirit. And if you asked around, what is mammon? If you asked all your friends, called them. Imagine calling somebody. Somebody calls you on the phone. You're trying to text them. They call you, so you're already upset. And, and, you, and they say, hey, what is mammon? You're going to say, Huh? What happened? Like, what are you, are you crazy? If you asked around, what is mammon? What does this word mean? Uh, and we look at the context of the scripture, most people would probably say money. Mammon is money, okay? And uh, I don't know what version that you're reading out of today. Usually I read out of the ESV, and in the ESV it doesn't actually say mammon. It says uh, wealth. Okay, so, so yeah, so we're talking about riches, we're talking about money, we're talking about wealth here. But the answer, the true answer, what is mammon, is so much deeper than just money, okay? Uh, mammon is an Aramaic word that means riches. It is derived from the Syrian god of riches. So Jesus wasn't just talking about money, he was referring to a false god that these people knew. And remember, we talked about this. These folks were very, uh, they had a lot of superstition. Uh, when, when Jesus was walking on the water, they believed that the spirits would, of the dead would be in the water, would be under the water. And so when he walked on the water, they immediately, they said, oh, it's a ghost. And so he's getting on their level and he's speaking about this false god, which we know are spirits, okay? And so uh, this word, uh, this, this God came from Babylon, and a lot of people, uh, a lot of people don't know where Babylon came from. I think that probably a lot of you do because we got some, uh, some students of the word here, and I'm so proud of that. But let me just explain. Um, 
Babylon came from the Tower of Babel. That's where all that started. And, and I want to kind of break this down, this word down for you, if I can. Babel, what does that mean? If you, somebody's just babbling, someone's babbling, that's, it doesn't make sense. It's confusion. It's nonsense. When, when I go and someone's telling me how to, about my, what's wrong with my vehicle, it, y'all ever watch Charlie Brown? And they're like, oh, man, yeah, it's the, the converter. And I'm like, all I hear is, and I'm like, it has four tires. You know, I, I am terrible with that kind of stuff, man. And, um, whoo, uh, where am I at? Okay, so Babel is confusion, okay? And let's, let's look at on, uh, the suffix Babel, on, uh, that means sown or planted. So the word Babylon we can look at as meaning sown in confusion, Everyone say, sown in confusion. Now, for the rest of your life, I want, when we're teaching about Babylon, I want you to remember that, that this is all started because of confusion. And we know that we serve a God, the God of what? Truth. Okay? Not confusion. Genesis 1, 1 says, uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then it says, and the earth was confused. And what happens immediately after? God comes in and he fixes it. All right, we're not going to fall off in a gap theory just yet. Me and Pastor Daphne would love to talk to you. We would love to take your whole afternoon and talk to you about that. But you got to buy us lunch. All right. So, uh, no takers. Uh, so, Sown in confusion. It all started in confusion. The Tower of Babylon was uh, confusion. The Tower of Babel was a system where a bunch of people got together and decided that they did not need God. They could get to heaven on their own. Their own energy, their own work could, could, could make them like gods. Okay? And they let this spirit get in their brains. That's what the spirit of mammon is. We don't need God if we have riches and money. Have you ever encountered an individual that worshiped their wallet? Some people got some really tiny gods. Okay? Um, have you ever, you've run across someone that just loved their money so much they worshipped it. They were passionate about their money and getting more. And it, did, it didn't matter who they hurt, who they destroyed, as long as at the end of the day, they made a profit. Unfortunately, there are a lot of people like that in our world. So the spirit of mammon contrasts itself with the spirit of God. It is arrogant, prideful, and it tries to replace God in our lives. Jesus said you can't serve God and mammon. Mammon is looking for servants. Mammon wants to rule in your life. Mammon wants you to look to it instead of to God. Have you ever... Maybe, maybe you've done it yourself where you decided that you could fix a problem. You didn't even think about calling out to God because you had the checkbook. You didn't even think about that because you could rely on, uh-oh, mammon. 
We can rely on mammon instead of the redeeming power of Jesus. That's powerful. When you think about that, man, this is altering. This will alter the way that you carry yourself. Come on, this is some good stuff here. It's some good stuff about some bad stuff. Mammon wants you to look to it instead of to God. And here's a problem. Listen to this. Many of us, most of us, actually grew up being taught to look to mammon. We didn't even know that. How many of us have grown up thinking about all those nice things we want and the status that that gets you? And I hope that most of us are kind of past that. But we were talking about something in Grow You this morning. We were talking about style and fashion. And there are boots out there made by a company called Timberland. Some of you may know them. It's work boots, y'all. It's, it's something, it's a, it's a pair of shoes that people would wear to do work. Well, the fashion community found those one day. I don't know if they, they met a guy that was wearing some, some work boots, and they said, hey, those look kind of nice. But they decided to, to call them Tim's, and now they cost a massive amount of money because they're fashionable. And so you've got a boot, and you could go to Walmart and buy the same-looking boot, but it doesn't have that little name on it. It doesn't have a little tag on it. And so there are people... And, and I've fallen into this same situation where I'm, I'm worried about that mammon. I'm worried about that uh, show-off factor. And we were brought up thinking about those things. Do you, do you ever get disgusted by the amount of, of just junk that's thrown at you on TV commercials? Hey, buy this. Buy this product. Buy this service. Invest in Roslyn Capital because the world's ending. You know, all those things, man, it drives me crazy. And like, and my kids will be watching, they'll, they'll be watching a show. Y'all know Blippy? My goodness. Man. They'll be watching some Blippy. And uh, I'm almost about to sing the song. They'll be watching Blippy, and all of a sudden, it'll come, a commercial will come on for this product, this toy, and it just makes it look so cool. And I remember as a kid that I would see those ads for toys, man, Transformers, and they'd have them, like, shooting stuff. And I'm like, dude, i got to have that now. And, like, I'm, I'm literally ready to go and, and commit theft and steal somebody's credit card and call the number. But luckily the commercial says, you must be 18 or older to call. And so we get stuck in that stuff, man. And that's mammon, man. That's the spirit of mammon, the spirit of wanting. Because if we can buy a bunch of stuff, it makes us feel good. But let me tell you, we don't need all that stuff. The only thing we need is Christ. Come on. And so when we want to, it's useless to surround ourselves with these things. Okay? Um. Jesus makes a statement. He says, you can't serve both. He says, you will be loyal to one and despise the other. I watched a deposition yesterday. I'm kind of a nerd on that kind of stuff. And I sat there for an hour listening to a man of God who had stolen millions of dollars, embezzled, lied, 
taken from the faithful. Poor people that were giving their money to a ministry, and he stole it. Because he began to serve mammon, had a $2 billion mansion, called it a recreational center. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. It looked like MTV Cribs recreational. So there's a message, we talked about this uh, a little bit last week called Prosperity Message. And it's basically teaching you give to get. And so we want to make sure that as we are uh, teaching this series on uh, living a blessed life, that, that, that you know that that's not what we're saying is going to happen. And the prosperity gospel is going to tell you that as long as you send a love gift of $57.83 on a monthly basis, that you'll, you'll get all this stuff in return. That's not what I'm telling you. Listen, you can love Jesus and still go bankrupt. Okay, And so what I'm telling you is that I want you to be uh, blessed. I want you to walk in a blessing. I want you to walk in faith. And so does that blessing necessarily mean that you're going to give a tithe and all of a sudden God's going to drop a million-dollar bonus on you? Absolutely not. Your blessing may not look like uh, something that's green. Okay, your blessing may look like health. Your blessing may look like a car that lasts longer than it's supposed to. Come on. And so we're not teaching prosperity gospel in here. We're teaching blessing because God wants you to be blessed. All right. So people become loyal to those things. They become loyal to money. And when, you, when you're loyal to money, you become totally shut off from everything else. It's just about that money. How much can I make? Am I going to lose any? I freak out. You know, you, somebody is going to freak out if they, start to, if they start to lose any of it. They want more and more and more. But let me tell you something. Money can't solve real problems. There was a man, uh, his, he wanted to show off. And so he borrowed his father's boat. Y'all, boats are scary. There is so much that can go wrong on a boat. And you're sitting on top of something that wants to drown you. So, and this young man borrowed his daddy's brand new boat. It was probably a Triton, y'all. Man. And he got in that boat, and uh, he realized that the oil had leaked out. Or it was dry. And he didn't want, he was out on the lake already. And so he could have, he could have went back and, uh, and found some oil somewhere. But he was out there showing off to his friends. And so you know what he did? Brother Keith, he ran that thing till it burnt that motor up. But he looked cool doing it. And he was so ashamed. And he knew he was going to have to go say, Dad, hey, you remember that boat that you just got? Woo, man, it goes fast. Listen, he knew he was going to have to come clean. And he, he, he was ashamed, and he went to his father, and he said, Dad, I'm so sorry. I'm so embarrassed. I'm so ashamed. I did this horrible thing. I tore up your boat. And Dad says, okay. And he says, Dad, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix it. I'm going to pay to fix it. And Dad says, no. No, you're not. And the son says, yes, yes, I am. I'm going to work. I'm going to save up money, and I'll fix it. Dad says, no. He says, I don't want you to because I want you, the lesson you're going to learn here is more valuable. He says, uh, he says, well, Dad, this is a problem, and we need to fix the problem. And Dad says, no, you've never had a problem. 
Because all these issues that you call problems are things that you can just pay for and get rid of them. And if you've got a real problem in your life, money's not going to kick it. Come on. And when we think of terms of eternity, money is not going to fix anything. And so when you find someone that's loyal to money, they're not fixing anything that really, really matters. Okay? You can't just throw money at real problems and make them go away. You might can make them look a little bit better, but let me tell you something. If you spray Febreze on a garbage can full of refuse, it's not going to really fix anything, is it? The second thing I want to share with you this morning is money is not evil. There are a lot of people out there that feel like money causes bad things to happen. I remember um, my, my grandfather was very, uh, he, he knew a lot about money. And he would watch money. He would watch spending. And he, was, he knew about money. He was a manager. And, um, and I remember we were riding down the road one day, and I said, Poppy, I hate money because it makes people do evil things. And I wish that we could all just live without money. And he tried to correct me on that. And he said, it's not the money that's evil. It's the fallen nature of the heart. Okay? So money, all money has a spirit on it. Okay, and, and it can either have a spirit of God on it, it can either be redeemed like we talked about, or it can have a spirit of mammon on it. All the money you have right now in your account is either redeemed because we've done the right things, or it's not. We talked about this last week. Money's neutral. You can do good with money, you can do bad with money. And people say, well, the Bible says that money is the root of all evil. Is that what it says, Pastor Daphne? People get it wrong. Have you, you know people sometimes get the Bible wrong? Has, has you ever realized that? Man, people say, well, the, well, the Bible says that, that money is the root of all evil. That's not what it says. It says, 1 Timothy 6.10 says, for the love of money is the root of all evil. In other words, people under this spirit of mammon err from the faith and pierce themselves with many, through with many sorrows. It says that. Loving and serving mammon is the root of all evil. Jesus said you can't, let's say it again, he said you can't serve God and mammon. Loving and serving mammon, that's what causes evil in our hearts. That's what causes us to do these horrible things, that confusion. Remember the confusion we talked about? So back in verse 9 we read, Jesus says, Make friends for yourself by unrighteous mammon, that when you fail, they may receive you into an everlasting home. And this is confusing. And when you read this, you may not get exactly what's going on here. It's, 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 what? Unrighteous mammon, when you fail, they may receive. What is he talking about? Remember we said not it earlier. We said not it, they. It looks like, almost like it's saying, like Jesus is saying, make friends with money. And a lot of people probably think that's what it means. Some, oh, we'll treat your money good or, or use it the right way. Um, 
That's not what it's saying. He's saying, take the unrighteous and redeem it. When, when, when we don't redeem our money, it can be used for all kinds of terrible things. But when we give and we let that finance be redeemed, what happens when we give? You know, we, we, we teach these kids to give. And, and we talked about BGMC. What does that do? These, these missionary funds, they go to spread the good news. And what do you think happens when you give and when, when people come to know Christ because of what you've done? Do you think that one day you will meet those people? Come on. And I believe that when we teach these young people to give, that one day, you know what this means when it says when you fail? That means when you die. When you die and you leave this life that comes for all of us, you will meet people that you never knew. You will meet people that came to know Christ because you were faithful and you didn't serve the spirit of mammon with your money. Come on. And I just think, man, that's so awesome. So the third thing, and let me just go over this one more time because I want to make sure I'm not being confusing. So what Jesus is saying is that when you give, when you allow your finance to be redeemed, you give that first fruit, there are people that are impacted for, for in, by his name. They're impacted and brought into the faith. And you may never meet these people here. But guess what? Over yonder, there's going to be a big party. And there's going to be a lot of people from the same family that never knew each other. And they're going to get to embrace. Come on. There ain't no social distancing in heaven. <laughs> Number three, be a good steward. So we're talking about money. What should we do with our money? What should we do with it? We should be a good steward. And some people think, when we talk about money, and I used to really struggle with this, when we were like in youth ministry, and I'm not saying youth pastors are broke, but we sure was, okay? And so pastor would get up here, and he'd be be talking about money, he'd be talking about tithing, and I'd be like, he ain't talking to me. Because, you know, I don't have anything. Listen. Listen, if you're unfaithful with little, how can you be unfaithful with much? Come on. So we want to be good stewards. If the way, if you're thinking, says that I have too little to be concerned with, with what Jesus is teaching here. I have too little money to be worried about this. I can't make a difference. Even if I'm, I just have a few dollars to give. I can't make a difference. Listen, and, and, and I love you, but I want to say something hard. If that's the way that you think, then you'll never have a lot. Come on. If that's the way that we're stuck on thinking, then it'll never grow. And if we go one more verse, this is what I was quoting. He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. If you have a little, 
and you're not faithful with that, then God's, why is God going to bless you? Why is God going to bless you with an increase if you can't be faithful with that little bit? Verse 11 says, therefore, if you've not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to you your trust? Who will commit to your trust the truest of riches? What are true riches? What is that? You know, I was, um, and, I'm, and I'm closing here. I want to tell you a, a story. Um, when I was 15 years old, I was going through a lot of problems. I was uh, in a really dark place in my life. And uh, I began to experiment with some narcotic drugs. And I began to have a lot of issues with unclean, evil spirits uh, harassing me, being around and, and I decided, you know, every night was terror for me. I couldn't sleep. I, 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 di I didn't sleep. And my life was, was very difficult at that point, I thought. And so, you know, Satan will use those kind of situations to tear you into pieces. And, and, I, was, and I was, listen, I was still going to church. I, still, I went to youth, youth group. I played on the youth band but I still had all these problems hidden. That's why you need to make sure you're loving on people. That's, the, that's, that's why you need to make sure that you're praying for your family and your friends and that you're asking the Holy Spirit to give you insight and discernment so you know if somebody's going through something. But I decided that I didn't want to, I just didn't want to endure anymore. It was too hard. It was too painful. And... I had some suicidal ideation, and I ended up in some counseling. <clears throat> and Pastor Daphne referred us to a very, uh, a very good counselor, and I went and spoke to this doctor who's a Christian man. And the first thing he said to me, he wanted to see the scars where I had injured myself. And the first thing he says to me, because I think, and I walked in there with this really bad attitude, and I said, all right, doc, you're going to see if I'm crazy. Horrible attitude, arrogant, jerk of an attitude. And he just ignored me. And I was kind of offended. I was like, wait a minute, you can't ignore me. <laughs> what are you doing? And um, I sat down, and, and I was mad at him. And he said, are you done? And I was just like, what do you mean am I done? He says, um, and he used my government name, y'all, and that made me even more mad. He says, Jonathan, and I was like, that's my birth certificate name. And he says, he looks me right in the eye, and he says, you are worth more than every ounce of gold on this planet. And I thought, what are you talking about? What in the world are you talking about, sir? 
And he says it again. He says, you are worth more than every cent in every treasury of every government. Your life is worth more than that. Your spirit, your soul is worth more than that. He said, otherwise, why would the prince of heaven, the prince and the king of the universe, die for you? And I'm just like shocked by this. But you know what? It's, it stayed with me. That has stuck with me, and, and I will carry that until my dying breath. What that man said to me. Because I realized that true riches at that moment, I never thought about it. True riches, that doesn't mean money. That doesn't mean stocks. That doesn't mean you've got boats. That doesn't mean you've got a big truck. True riches is people. When we get away, when we break that spirit of mammon, let me tell you what happens. When we give and we are faithful and we get out there and we fight for our neighbors and we fight for the people in our communities and the people in those communities all over. We give to things like BGMC and Speed the Light and we follow this creed in the Assemblies of God that says we want to be the greatest missionary organization that has ever existed. Come on. I'm so proud that our ancestors in the faith back in uh, 1914, that's right, right? Okay, good. I don't want somebody seeing this and be like, he's wrong. Way back then, man, in Hot Springs, Arkansas, you can still go there and sit on that hillside today. And they said, we are going to give to the kingdom. We're not just going to give our finances. Come on, somebody. But we're going to give ourselves to the kingdom. Because when we give of ourselves and we break through that spirit of mammon, heaven is populated and hell is plundered. Let me say it again because I want somebody to get excited. Heaven gets populated while hell gets plundered. Because when God's people get serious and they break through that spirit that stops them in their tracks, every demon has to back up when we carry the word forward. It's like, a, it's like, man, have you ever seen somebody running through? You can do this easy now because we're all pretty scared. I mean, if somebody gets even a, a dog hair up in their nose and they go, uh, uh, everybody goes, they say, hold on. He about to sneeze. <laughs> all you got to do is have a runny nose, man, and it looks like the sea parting in front of Moses, y'all. But listen, when we carry the word of God forward, when we give to the kingdom, that's what happens with every little spirit that is unclean and evil, that's, that's messing up. How many of y'all got people in your family that got some spirits on them? Come on. It's time for us to start calling what we see what we know. Okay, when we see people that are sick, when we see people that's marriages are being torn into pieces, that's not just because somebody had a bad day. That's because Satan is fighting against them. And so that's why we want to break through this spirit of mammon. That's why we want to break through this spirit of confusion. I love that sown in confusion. That's why we want to embrace the truth. That's why we want to embrace Christ. 
And that's why we want to walk in the Holy Spirit. Come on, because we're we talking about spiritual warfare now. We mess, we, we, we've gone into a whole other sermon now. Listen, it's war, y'all. And, 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 you know, we're up here talking about tithing. We're up here talking about giving. And, and I just want you to understand, it matters. It's not just to pay pastor's salary. Okay? Listen, I wouldn't take a dime if it meant that someone else was going to go to heaven. Come on. True riches. I will never forget that man telling me that. I will never forget the look in his little old eye. He's a little, he was a cutest little old man. Just wanted to hug him. Not right then, I'd hug him now. But listen, you know what? And I just remembered that he, I wouldn't hug him now. I can't hug him now. Because he's gone somewhere else. But one day, man, that's powerful. One day, I'm going to see that man again. And I want to I wanna embrace him. I want to say thank you for teaching me that lesson. Church, when we give, when we say, God, in faith, I'm giving you this increase, this tenth. That's nothing, y'all. That's a dime. When we say, God, I'm being faithful with this, what can he do? Come on. There is a spirit of confusion, that mammon, that wants us to look at riches and shiny. All that glitters is gold. Come on. Ignore that. And let's focus on true riches. And that's people. Let's fight for those. Come on. That we could see hell plundered. I love that. Hell plundered and heaven populated. Would you stand with me this morning? I want to pray together before I get fired up again. God, I just pray right now.